Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi, Part 5, so let's get into it with the recap. Tracking Kenobi to Jabim, Vader and Reva besiege the Path safe house. To stall for time, Kenobi negotiates with Reva and deduces that she knows Vader's true identity as she witnessed his massacre at the Jedi Temple in Coruscant as a youngling. She reveals that she wanted to gain Vader's favor in order to kill Vader for revenge, rather than serve him. The facility is then breached, and Tala sacrifices herself to save Obi-Wan. Realizing they cannot win, he surrenders and is taken to Reva. There, he convinces Reva to kill Vader when she delivers him. Meanwhile, Leia opens the doors after removing Lola's tracker, allowing the refugees to escape. Reva uses this opportunity to kill Vader, but is quickly overpowered after a brief duel. She is left for dead, but finds Bail Organa's message on Kenobi's transmitter, revealing Luke's location on Tatooine. So, remember when I told you last week with the whole, like, we're following through, like, the, the, the trilogy and the, the prequels into the thing, and I said that this one would be Empire Strikes Back? Was this Empire Strikes Back for you? This, I mean, th- tell me this did not feel like the Hoth evacuation. It felt a little bit like the Hoth evacuation. Thus, this was the Empire Strikes Back homage to it. So we're still in rhythm of that line. So that theory still holds. And you're like, yeah, it's a stretch, but there's another example right there that really didn't feel like that much of a stretch even you just admitted that it felt like the hawk just a bit yeah so but this i like this episode i like this episode better than last week's um it hit all the intensities i mean watching vader is always a, a joy um the action was well done though when tala died i mean that just broke my freaking heart like she I, she was i love she's the the breakthrough character for me for as new characters go like i loved her character and wanted more i would have watched an entire series of the underground jedi path railroad with her and that droid i feel like they could have thrown her in andor yeah they could throw her in her andor uh, that would have been amazing she was a great actress she's a great character i loved her and that scene was heavily emotional reminding me a little bit of ktso and andor interestingly enough yeah, it did. It definitely did vibe a little Rogue One. Yeah, especially the way like the droid sacrificed himself to like try to protect her at the end. It was sad, almost romantic. There was like a lot of intimacy there, in a beautiful way. Like it was, there was definitely a connection beyond just like you, my droid, bitch. Pew pew. Um, so that was intense. I didn't like how long it took Leia to figure out how to fix the damn roof, but. All right, speed of plot, I get it. Also, I, I she fixed Lola way too quick. Like, that restraining bolt just came right off. Well, I mean, we've seen droids with restraining bolts. They don't take that much time to, like... I guess so. Yeah, I mean, remember R2s? It was just, like, you took, like, a, a Phillips head... No, a, a flathead screwdriver and just plucked it off. Yeah, but didn't Leia just, like, pull it off with her fingers? Yeah, I mean, like... That was not bolted in there very good. No, I mean, I'm sure, I, mean, I don't think it was bolted in at all. She just kind of, I mean, Rava just kind of like flicked it on, you know? I did not care for Leia in the vents fixing the problem either. No, yeah, I didn't like that. Rava, I mean, it was, it. we were right about Rava being the, which is going after Vader theory. Um, and they kind of stole a little bit of Trilla's story, even more so in this from Fallen Order, which annoys me because Trilla did it perfectly on her own. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's like we knew we knew that Reva would probably be that youngling, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It semi hit for me. There was I, I liked the idea and I liked the performance of it. I, my issue was just that it was too much like 
Jedi Fallen Order. And not exactly. I mean, like, but now what's going to happen? Like, Reva's sitting there, not dying. She's just injured. And now she knows about Luke because Leia dropped the hologram. And so now that we're going back to Tatooine to have a final showdown with Reva and Vader. Like, what? what is this final episode going to be if not repetitive? I think that we are done with Vader in the show. Like, really? Like, that's it? Based on the end of that flashback, which we'll get into the flashbacks because I'm, we, we got them. We got one. Um, just that last line from Obi-Wan to Anakin in the flashback, calling him still a Padawan. I think that's it. I think that squares the, the circle of when I last left you, I was but the learner. And now I am the master. I think Vader's done. I think this last episode is just going to be a confrontation between Reva, who is somehow not dead, and Obi-Wan. And still blaming Obi-Wan for everything or try like... And she's not wrong. She's not wrong about that. No, and I like I get that she's angry at the Obi-Wan and the rest of the Jedi and she's got issues with it all. But like, she just actively went after Vader in the wrong way possible too. Like if she was really going to try to kill Vader, get Vader while he's busy trying to hold that ship down. Don't just wait for him to be done staring off into the sunset and like try to sneak up on a fucking Sith Lord. The, the one part of that that I did like, though, is I did love that apparently the Grand Inquisitor and Vader were just playing Reva the entire time. Yeah, because he's not really that stupid. No, he would know. And he sounded more like the character that we know him to be like in Rebels. I don't have the Force, and I could sense the conflict within Reva. He's fucking Darth Vader. She did not veil it very well. <laughs> no, no, she did not veil it very well. The character is not the best actress there. Yeah, I've kind of been saying that. Also, what the fuck is up with Bale's hologram voicemail? That seems pretty bad. It's so contrived. Let me put all the evidence right there. Like, let's do a murder, and then let me put all the information about said murder on your voicemail while I'm burying the body. Because you haven't called me back. Because I know it's, it's not like it's the biggest secret in the universe. Yeah, it's like... Oh, I'm sending this to you, even though you might be dead, and this might have fallen into the wrong hands. I will go to Tatooine, and I will protect the boy. You know, the secret boy. I won't say his name. I don't want to give too much away. But you know Owen is going to have a problem with him. I saw a meme after the fact. It was just text, but I hope someone makes it into an image. And it was Bale. I'll go to Tatooine and raise the boy. And then it was Owen, like you raised his sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that deserves to be an image one. Yeah, I someone better make it. It's that was, so good. That was a stupid thing to write in. Like, I get Bale basically, like, calling Obi-Wan and trying to get information, but Bale's not stupid enough to, like, put all that information in a, in a, in a voicemail. Not even a text. Like, that, he would just be like, all right, you didn't pick up. I'm looking for Call you. me back. Call, Call me, me back. back. You still haven't called me back yet. <laughs> Just FYI, I have a lot of things to say. Call me back. I will go to your fucking house on Tatooine and I will knock on Owen's door. Oops. Fuck. Damn it. Um, speaking of back, though, the Grand Inquisitor, back and not dead. Yes, back and not dead, as we talked about. So he's still on par with heading off to, to, to you know, his fate with uh, the Rebels. It's got a date with Kanan and Ezra. Mm-hmm. Also, Vader tearing apart that decoy ship. That was some real Force Unleashed shit. Yeah, that was that was amazing watching Vader. Just It was pure brutality. They, they did nail Vader in this series. 
Like, that's like the one thing that Disney has done right in all of their interpretations of Vader. Like, like we want Vader to be scary, like scary, scary. So just do whatever you need to do in order to make Vader as scary as humanly possible. Just go for it. And they're doing it. They've done Vader better when it comes to pure intimidation than I think we've seen in the past. You know, because Vader was like intimidating, yes, in the original trilogy. But Rogue One, this, (laughs) hell, even Fallen Order, just Vader is terrifying. I remember playing Fallen Order and just going up against Vader was just almost giving me uh blood pressure problems is <laughs> terrifying they get him right they got him right and james earl jones thank you thank you and the sound people thank you thank you for your service speaking of, of performances though um hayden christensen pretending to be a 20 year old yeah uh yeah let's talk about the flashback how'd you feel about it I mean, it was beautiful. I, it was like, it was nice to see Coruscant again because no one talks about Coruscant anymore. Really, really wish we got that Colin Trevorrow script instead of Rise of Skywalker. But I did like seeing that. It, it is Clone Wars era because you could tell by the outfits and the hairstyles. Probably just prior to Attack of the Clones. Yeah. He still had both hands. Good for him. I mean, it was a good metaphor for the whole episode. And I, I get what you're saying about vader not being like this being the end of vader which to me is disappointing because i felt like we were going to get this really amazing uh really like fight like conversational fight between him and obi-wan and we didn't get that like obi-wan has not said anything to anakin directly at all not really besides commenting on him being a big old freak show yeah and that's it what have you what have you become my big bunch you made me oh good burn get it Here's a burn for you. <laughs> but nothing but nothing of real, no conversational substance, no psychological catharsis. Like, And I could be wrong, but I think if they're heading back to Tatooine, then just Vader can't be there. I agree with you on that. I do. And I hope that's, that's why I was kind of really disappointed that we are looking like we're going back to Tatooine. Because like we had that shot of Luke and we know Reva knows about Luke now. So now it's going to be... Obi-Wan has to kill Reva in order to keep the secret. Well, you know what? I haven't seen that bitch in any other media, so she's as good as fucking dead. Yeah. Here's the thing that I kept just thinking when I was when we were watching those like flashback scenes. They're great. They should have had a flashback in every single episode that tied into the present day plot. That would have been amazing. And it would have rationalized Hayden Christensen's, you know, pomp and circumstance that he's back. Yeah, he could have actually been the co-lead that the marketing kind of tried to tell us that he was going to be. Yeah, and I think he deserved. I mean, you really want... I And remember I told you that what I wanted was this to be a psychological thriller. Like, he should have been in every other scene with Obi-Wan. He should have constantly been talking to Obi-Wan. And thus, at the end of this, Obi-Wan would have let it go. And we would have seen that Anakin fade away and just Vader remains. And Obi-Wan completely understanding where it is. And also, where the fuck is Qui-Gon? Well, I was about to say, and if he had done that and then finally was able to, like, let Anakin go. Then he'd get Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon busts in, Force Ghost. I'm guessing that we are going to get that at the very end of the last episode, if we get it at all. If we get it at all. If not, they'll make a comic about it or something. Yeah, they're teasing the idea of a second season, and, like, that'd be... Let's not. I, I If they're going to continue to give us kind of, like, this general storytelling, like, no. I would be more excited by a... Um, underground railroad jedi path story i would love to have like the jedi of the week episodic thing 
Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. Exactly. A few episodes of Quinlan. Get some Massage Ventress in there. Give us some cool shit. If you're going to fuck with Obi-Wan, I saw what you just did to fuck with Obi-Wan. And it's good, but it's not great. It's not. It's still a, it's a, it's a half step better than Boba Fett, but I wouldn't say it's must watch Star Wars. Yeah, I wish Filoni was involved with the show. I mean, he was somewhat involved with Boba Fett and that still was kind of off the rails. Although I guess he was, he was, I think the parts that he was yeah, involved you know in were the good parts. Was involved in. <laughs> you, yeah, that's... you can tell which parts and when he was involved in the show. What's going on, John Favreau? Who hurt you? I think that was a lot of um, Rodriguez, to be honest. I think there was a problem with Rodriguez here. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think the show started out as like a, a Robert Rodriguez project. And that's why the first three episodes are the way they are, because they're totally done in his style. And then Favreau and Filoni were like, ho, 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 hold up. They're like, fuck it, let's do Star Wars. We, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, we're taking it back. We're... we're we're just mixing things up a little bit. Just go get a coffee, Robert. We're we got this. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna make this into Mando's two point five. All right, here we go. <laughs> gonna save this. That's my theory about what happened because there's such a stylist stylistic change over in that show that does not favor the Boba Fett side. And you can and a change of the lead character halfway yeah, through. Exactly, and then all of a sudden the lead character becomes mando and we care about it and you can you can feel star wars again ah they turn the star wars back on they're like all right let's really turn it up a little bit (laughs) we got luke and ahsoka here and filoni said at celebration that he knows how ahsoka and luke met i did see that and he's just looking for a medium to tell that story yeah which will probably be ahsoka if not ahsoka then i'm hoping that they do it with that uh, Tales of the Jedi animated mm, show. Could be that. Because then it's, then it's like you don't have to de-age Mark Hamill. Just do the voices and it'll be lovely. I'm down. And we can get Mark Hamill playing off of Ashley Eckstein. <sighs> Let's have that conversation really quickly. Oh, no. All right. So I love Rosario. I do. I love her so much. And she does I do look too. like a really good Ahsoka. An older Ahsoka, a wiser Ahsoka. But to me, Ahsoka will always be Ashley. Always. Like, that, that, like to me, like, Rosaria has to earn that right. Whereas Ashley does not. Like, she is Ahsoka. Um, when I hear her speak, she's Ahsoka. I, I, last night I was watching um, the, season, the series finale of Clone Wars again. The, the four-parter. Uh-huh. And it's just, if you look at it from that frame of view, from that perspective, all of Star Wars becomes not about the Skywalkers. It becomes about Ahsoka now. It's like it's not, it's being reframed as the entire saga being about almost Ahsoka. And Rosario Dawson then has a lot on her plate to like connect those dots. And I'm sure performance-wise, she's going to nail it. I know she is. But I, I still am slightly bitter that Ashley was not given the opportunity to just be Ahsoka. I had a little bit of that when they first cast Rosario Dawson or when I was first told that they cast Rosario Dawson because I heard about it a bit before it happened. But I've kind of rationalized it as this. You know, we accept we accept Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, but we also have our Clone Wars animated Obi-Wan. It's kind of the same thing where there's a live action actor for the live action stuff and a voice actor for the animated stuff. And I'm fine with that. And I think we we still really haven't even seen what Rosario can do with the part because we've really only gotten her in like an episode of Mandalorian and then part of an episode of Book of Boba Fett. 
So I'm I'm willing to be wowed. I love Rosario Dawson too. Oh, I do. I do too. I, I, I do love Rosario Dawson. The difference in your thing, and I'm just going to point this out, is that Obi Ewan uh, McGregor came first. So yes. it was the voice actor who who reprised the role and who did that. Well, Alec Guinness came first. Yeah, I know that, but uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's de-age Alec McGinnis in the, for the prequels, please. Let's reanimate him. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying with that. Yeah. I mean, so in this case, Ahsoka did not start as a live action character. It's She started as a Clone War, as, as an animated character, as the voice actor. So that's the difference. Let me throw this curveball at you. When I say Anakin Skywalker, do you think of Hayden first, or do you? Do you I was like, you think of Matt Lanter. Don't I'm Mac, you? I think of Matt. Yeah, I, I the poor kid who who died in that episode of Mando on the on the ship. Oh yeah, he did. He did get wrecked in his little cameo. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but yeah, that's who I think about. I I do not think of Hayden. I don't. I the only Anakin I I really associate and connect to is is Matt's Anakin. That's fair. And Obi-Wan, it's my love of Ewan McGregor. Like Ewan McGregor, not Obi-Wan. It's my love of Ewan McGregor that keeps him in the Obi-Wan seat. That makes sense. And not the Clone Wars. Basically, Clone Wars is my core Star Wars experience. Clone Wars and Rebels. Because of I, I obviously didn't connect with the prequels until way later. I hate the sequels. And... You know, the original trilogy is core, but you don't have a cartoon about those characters, which would have been smart to do after Jedi, you fucking morons. Um, but I mean, it would still be smart to do now. Connect those fucking dots. Do you, We need a Clone Wars-style series to connect those dots <laughs> of the original cast of characters. Give us Leia, Han, and Luke, and recast like you did before. And we'll just tell a fucking good story. So... <laughs> Are we excited for this this final chapter? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're talking about Obi Wan. Um, yeah, let's get back to that show and close it out. I am interested in what happens next. I hope I'm not disappointed. I would like this to end on a note. I hope that's not the last we see of Vader or Hayden. I hope there's some catharsis that happens. And if we don't get Qui Gon, I'm gonna rage next week. And you don't want to see me rage. All right, so make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.